Hello, milkers. Welcome to another episode of the Comcast. This week's beer of the week is called Pulp Patriot, and that is brewed with black curant, and that is brought to us by BrewDog USA Brewing of Cincinnati, Ohio. This is a double IPA milkshake beer with a 9.5 ABV, so please drink responsibly because it does not taste that strong. Uh, this beer is... I've been really into milkshakes, uh, milkshake beers lately, and this definitely, uh, this definitely is a favorite. It's one of the better ones that I've had. It is very good. Go and get a whole line of the Brewdog milkshake IPAs, and just check out the Brewdog Brewery if you are in Cincinnati, Ohio, or around there. Uh, this is a wonderful beer. Please go and get it. It's tart. It's sweet. It's milky with a bit of lactose. You can't do any better than that. We hope you're enjoying this week's or this month's book of the month, The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Uh, if you are not reading it, then you're, I mean... Good for you. You're not still, corrupted. Yeah, if you're not reading it, then you're still doing okay. But I recommend it if you're into some weird uh, culty uh, religious vibes. Uh, also, we have a very special guest today. He is a up-and-coming... Very talented tattoo artist. Uh, he has done work on me before in the past and hopefully in the near future. Um, I've talked about him before on here. Uh, we are very, very happy to have him on. Uh, so please, uh, all you milkers, put your hands together and help us welcome Taryn J.D. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Comcast. I am Ryan, as always, your host, and joining me is Cody here again. Hey, Milkers, how's it going? Uh, thank you for tuning in the, uh, today. We hope you have had a wonderful weekend. We hope you all are staying safe out there, social distancing. The world is a crazy place out there. But thankfully, we have a very special guest. Taryn JD is in the house, a up-and-coming Rising star in the tattoo game, uh, my personal favorite tattoo artist. Um, I don't have many tattoo artists, but definitely, definitely top top three right there. Um, <laughs> welcome, Taryn. Thanks for coming on today, man. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Voice is a little shaky. Now you're good, man. You're good. And uh, you brought your dog, Prince. You know, we uh, we ended up taking the ride together. He was like. He's like teething right now and he like tries to bite little dogs, but then big dogs, he's like very submissive. So we think that he's like, thinks he's a big dog. Right. Yeah. And so. But I know usually like little dogs who think they're big dogs will still like mess with big dogs too. So. That's so weird. That's so weird that it's teething like a, like a baby. That's yeah. crazy. He's got like little you just see gums and little tiny points right now in his like mouth. Yeah, is it like baby teeth? Like they they hurt? Like, like they're like yeah. super sharp and tiny. He doesn't want. I was like, he is like, don't show anyone my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not gonna get much bigger than that, is he? He's gonna get like twenty five pounds. Right? Yeah, he's a French bulldog. So they get a. I know. Okay I didn't size. think they got that big. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be like ten more pounds. Right. But his head's going to get, like, bigger. Yeah. And uh, 
he's going to be like a little little tiny bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you uh, mentioned earlier when we were talking that you take him to the dog park and he wants to go to the big dog side. Yeah, he got he got like beat up the other time though. It oh, was just really? like two other big dogs, and that was it. And so I like let him go, and this one jumpy dog just like was just terrorizing it was just like flipping him over and it was just like jumping over him and was just like overwhelming him with um energy and so i ended up having to like pick him up and then the little jumpy dog was like jumping where his face was in prince's eye level right. it was just like what's up what's up i'm right by your face and so we went to the little dog park and then a little dog he tried to be like bitey, like, what's up? I'm going to beat you up. And then the little dog just like growled and put Prince in his place. <laughs> so he left. That's like, dude, that's like fucking, it's like Fast Times or Ridgemont High, man. You got clicks everywhere. It's a dog got, and dog world. You got bullies. The dog part is fucking ferocious, he man. He does better when there's more dogs, but he's just like. He's just trying to figure out who he is. Yeah, he's still just a baby. Right. He's trying to figure out that vibe, that dog vibe. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, so what, let's just start from the beginning, like your story. What uh, What made you want to get to art, tattooing? Did, did, did you start with one and then the other one progressed? Uh, how, how did that start out for you? Well, it's like... I have no clue how I'm doing any of the shit right now. <laughs> it's like, I've worked with tattooers, and I've liked tattoos for a while, and I've been in some tattoo shops and stuff, but it's just like, what I do now is just so, let's see. It's like, all right, so there's getting into tattoo and, and then there's getting into business. And getting into business is so much harder than getting into tattooing. And so now it's like, I feel like I know more about how I got into like business than tattooing because like there's been periods of my career where I felt like the tattoos just like look awesome and my career's just like tanking. And then there's periods where it's like, I have no clue what to think of the tattoos in my career striving. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, so my early career, I was just like, really just like, oh, I'm going to be so good at this. And now I'm just like, I don't even know right. if anyone's getting any of this, but like people will book it. But yeah, it's like I went into, I got into being like my own boss and tattooing and stuff in like 2000 I announced I announced 2015 I think or 16 yeah I announced 2016 because I remember the week after I announced Trump won president and I was like I don't know if there's ever going to be business again <laughs> in my whole life <laughs> Which, which honestly, I feel like I know we just got a new president. I know Joe Biden is about to be in office now. And honestly, from from that aspect till now, you've grown so much 
in the past four years, too. Yeah, but it's like I remember being in Bloomington and the day after Election Day, the streets were empty and like I was not good with money. So I had no money. I put all my cash into starting this little tiny tattoo shop and I didn't think that an election could affect business. But it was like after you announce your business having a presidential election like happen and be upsetting to people and polarizing people are not thinking about tattoos right so you're like how long is this going to last like right are people going to talk about this for a week two weeks can right. i survive three weeks uh-huh right and so it was just like i feel like when i got into business it's got i got started when it was like really fast and hard to figure out and everything's a blur and i feel like i've gotten like through the years i've gotten like better at like identifying what the fuck you see in like the little fog Mm -hmm. yeah but starting a business is so much scarier than tattooing like even when you're tattooing so like so so just starting and running that business is just like it's so much harder than like fucking up a tattoo. Well, because, like, when you talk about just, like, tattooing from just, like, an artist level, you really just need to, like, focus on paying the rent of your apartment. Right, right, right. right. So you're just like, all right. Like, yeah. We live in Indiana, so it's like, if you want to live in, like, a nice apartment, like, 800 bucks a month. So, realistically, it's like, all right, well, if I make even, like, 500 a week tattoo and 600 a week tattoo and I'll be fine mm-hmm. but when you're on a business it's just like that money goes to the business right right and it's like everything goes to the business right and I, and I feel like it will for a while until it that business gets on its feet and then you'll be able right. to do other things you make enough income doing that business to right. where and then eventually everything's it'll grow. covered. Yeah. Eventually it'll grow. No, Which, but that's the darkness about business. Yeah. <laughs> eventually it dies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. When you get in business at first you just like like I was doing all the worst stuff. I was watching Gary Vee videos. Oh yeah. I was getting fake confidence. Right. I was like, somebody wants me. I'm just gonna like put my shit out. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think I got more traumatized in my first two years in business than any relationship I ever was in. You know what I mean? Uh Just like when you wake up, brush your teeth to Gary Vee, and then you just like like life smacks you in the face. You're like, oh shit! (laughs) You're like, oh shit! I like I like Gary Vee shit, but like I I wouldn't follow any of that. Nobody. But here's the thing: Gary Vee is Gary Vee. Yeah, that's it. Worked for him and probably him only. Right, right. So it's yeah, it's different. Yeah, Yeah, but now it's like, but the the funny thing is, is like after after just like. I feel like I probably started just, like, really understanding things more on, like, business and running things and everything um, since probably, like, since I started the new shop in the new location because that location, I, I had already had, like, two years experience for as a business and um, 
figured out everything that was horrible about the business and like running it. But when I got the new location, my new thought was um, like, I almost had to create like a mantra for like the shop to just like keep myself going. And right. the mantra was, uh, I'm going to let this die in a cool way. Cause I was just <laughs> like, there's nothing I can actually guarantee except this is going to die. Right. Cause it's like, I don't have money and like, I don't have whatever. And so the goal is always to look back and be like, yeah, it, like, went out of business because I, like, did this thing, but the thing is, like, fucking cool. Like, yeah, you know right. me. Like, you're going out. You're going, you're going out. out you're going out cool. Yeah. You're going out it, was style, like, it was like, Blazing you know, it's like you realize that it's like, all right, you're probably not going to, like, survive what, like, you know, you know, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you're brand new, you're happy, right? Yeah, yeah. You're just running on the beach and you're just like, I can't die. But it's like when you've already served like two tours and yeah. you're going back, you know exactly what you're going in for or whatever. Right. And so my second attempt, instead of being like the soldier that just like is happy and accurate and everything, I started being like, I'm going to be the soldier that probably misses a lot and I stink and I'm sweaty and I don't look like a good soldier and I'm like scarred up. But I survive mm-hmm. and like I get my little like kills. You know what I mean? Right. Like it would be like I'm just going out to get like three kills. My shit might jam up like these these socks are terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was like the next time I was just like and I'm just barely going to survive because when I when you have a business, your competition is like who you think you're supposed to be right. like. But it's like. I was so broke that it was like, um, I don't know how this is going to work. But, yeah, I just was like, fuck it. Let's do freehand. So I just started drawing right. every tattoo on. You're, you're like the sixth man on the basketball team. You're just like in a group of guys. And you're just like, hey, what do you think of all these guys? And you're just like, oh, Taryn? Yeah, man, he's cool. Like, totally. Like, And then everybody else is either this side or that side. You're just like right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was, Yeah. And, uh, no, but it's funny though. Like, here's how much I know that I don't know anything is like when I started trying to have a business that would fail, that's when I finally started getting business. Uh Right. But it it still doesn't make sense to me. It's like one of those riddle enigmas where you're just like, right. But I went into it ready to die. Right. And then you're like, why the fuck am I still here? Yeah. It's shit. almost like it's almost like you don't want to accept that it's 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 gonna be something fucking like awesome. It's gonna last forever. It's like when you take a test, you're like, man, I failed, and you pass with flying colors. It's what you're going into that because you. It's almost like you're accepting it ahead of time. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I knew I was gonna be homeless shitty credit and I had this goal where I I pictured what I do at every level and the low level was like all right I'm good with drawing with ballpoint pens so I'd be good with sharpies I'm going to be outside of like Z and C 
where it's like Chinese food. And I was like, and I'm going to draw on cardboard for one dollar when I'm homeless. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I'm a fucking make a name for myself. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to be the motherfucker that like cardboard and sharpies my way out of homelessness so, <laughs> I was waiting for that it was like what else do you have to lose yeah, pretty much yeah. like, you go like in with people, low expectations most people when they start a business set goals yeah. Taryn setting his fall his downfall that's what it is he's like if the shit doesn't work yeah. out I'm gonna be drawing he's on like, pizza boxes no you just like, like that's a good business motto it's like I'm gonna start a business we're gonna fucking fail, Yo. but you know what? I'm gonna survive. Fail with of, fail with my own right. money though. That's the key. Right. So it was like I've never taken a business loan, but with that said, I did not have any money. But it's like, yeah, it's it was just I don't know what the fuck it was or whatever, but I'm just like, I business is really fucking hard. It really is. But the weird thing about it is it's just like, it's not real. Like, it's really just like, it's, it's tangible. It gets results, but it's just like, you can't go into it with like clear thinking because it's just like the nature of the world always changes. Mm -hmm. You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's always, it's ever changing. You always have to adjust to what your business could be like the next day. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel that. So what uh what originally made you want to get into were you art student first and then you got into tattooing? I was like I had done some art shows and in, um in Indianapolis and I didn't like that uh when I do art shows I would have to get everybody's work together. And the art students weren't giving me their shit. Right. Like, it was like, the show's in two days. Where's your painting? And it's like, I drank last night. Like, I'll bring it to you tomorrow. <laughs> and then it's like, it was the opening day. And one of the artists with the biggest work that we needed to fill the space is like, I can't because I got a hangover. And I was just like, I had a sedan and we had to both put it on top of the roof and hold it by the canvas and drive under 17 miles an hour because the wind right. would want to lift the canvas up. Right. And we had to drive a mile and a half really, with all the shit. And then after the show, he doesn't ever pick up his work. So then I got to put it over at a relative's farm and then for five years it sat at the farm <laughs> and after five years he called and was like i want my painting it's been five years and i was like dude it has been here for five years <laughs> like that's crazy he just got drunk and was like where the fuck is it my was painting <laughs> horrible and so i was like i need to get into an art that i can do by myself <laughs> Dude, if somebody leaves something in my apartment for two days, I'm like, come get your shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy, dude. So I was just like, I was like, I I like tattoos. I need to get into tattooing because this whole group show art shit, it's like, it's impossible. That's mm -hmm. what it felt like, you know. Right. 
I mean, you got to It's like it's dealing with a an out on their own art students. You're like on their time. It's not your time. It's fucking their time. You yeah. Know? And then you got to store their shit. <laughs> and then when you go into business for yourself, it's all big. You're right. your own boss. So you're your own boss. But it's like right. The the reality is is that I think that business shows you a lot of like the light in the dark of this world. But now you have to manage it because, all right, so like, say the dark. I realized when I was in business for myself, I was like, okay, so in a way, we're all like timber, like we're all wood, right? And it's like the reality is, is you either feed the beast, the timber, like, and you generate like all that shit or you're the one consumed trying to make it for someone else. So it was like when you're in business for yourself, now you're in business with the government, right? Right. Because okay. Your only obligation is, you know, paying them your taxes. You're in business with your landlord, paying your landlord. You're mm-hmm. in business with your supplier, paying your supplier. You're in business with your client, pleasing the client and stuff. But it's like, the reality is, is it's just like, I realize that it's like, okay, I can work for somebody and my whole job is to literally be doing the work so that they don't have to do the work where it's like, all right, I'm creating all like the timber that you submit, but I fucking put the labor in it. And it was like, or could be like, all right, I'm going to round up my money round up shit from the clients, give it to them. But the thing is, is like, it's this cycle where it's like you either contribute for someone else's or you do it yourself. But it's like, it almost just like kind of feels helpless because you're one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and the problem is, is you're in business and you're understanding business where you're just like, Oh shit, like if I can't if I can't pay this, if I can't whatever, I'm on the street. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I just right. am. And that's the darkest place you can be where you're just like, Well, I'm close to the street, like whether you do your passion or not. And then if you do business, it's just like it's like who you're doing business with you can never forget you're doing business with them. And it's like, the thing about it is it's like, if you do a good job in paying them, Mm -hmm. your life gets better. So the more money you pay them, the more they give you, whether it's just like, you know, it's like, all right, I give the government a lot of money. So like, I got this fucking fancy car because fuck it. Like I stayed ahead of them. I feel happy, whatever. And it's like, you can just keep going up. But the thing is, is it's just like, you really have to be somebody who can center yourself because the higher you go, it's like at whose expense. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like, I got really good at working myself where I was just like, all right, like 60 hours a week, 40 hours a week, fuck it. But... The thing is, is like, 
everybody, my clients are like giving me enough now where like I don't have to like treat it like a grind and like I'm booking enough where it's like it's not, it's not, I'm not feeling heavy, but it's just like once you're in business, you kind of know how the animal works, but it's like for someone like me, I'm really into like my community and trying to like create access for like other people who'd want to get in tattooing and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the only way I can really do that is if I make more fucking money. Right. And it's like, if I make more money, it's like you're in business with them even more. Yeah. Right. I feel that. Cause like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they're the top in business right now with like the, everything you get from being in business. But I kind of like this small level where you kind of get to be like, fuck it. It's a mistake. Like, I'm in business, but don't ever think anything I do is serious because it's like there's no scenario where I don't see myself shopping at Target or just like getting like dumb shit to save money on. Right. Eating out. Like not like. Not riding your fucking skateboard through, like, downtown. Like, you're just... I can't see you not doing that. Yeah. And, like, when I walk into your shop, it's not serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's... It's... It's what I think. It's what I think. It's not. People like. It's not white walls and white ceilings right. and white floors and everything stainless. I think it's what I think. It's what I. I think it's what. That's what a lot of people like. I think it feels more comforting. It feels yeah. like you're walking into like your home. Like yeah. this is your home. This is your place. And it's this it's is, arts. It's artsy. Right. Well, it's, it's yeah yeah yeah. It's uh what you're doing is so. I started trying to explore different things when it came to like space and when you don't have much money, mm-hmm. you know, what's your what's your comfort? And to me, comfort was home right. and childhood. So right. my studio, what in a way I'm doing is I'm kind of projecting what I wanted my childhood to be in the sense of like, here's what was there like i got video cassettes of like eddie murphy you know like vhs tapes whatever i got like different type of just like whether it's family members of mine on the wall or just like people who have just like made a mark with me and it's like my studio is kind of like the black home from a certain period of the 90s right but it's also um I like to think that you can kind of see a glimpse of my psyche in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but the thing is, is like when you go with your childhood, when you go with whatever, people all of a sudden, they're like surrounded with understanding you at your core. Right. You know? Like this is who you are. It's like, look, this is me at like my most like real, which is like what comforts me about my childhood and shit. And so... But it's like because of that, you know, childhoods can be like messy. So it's like I got shit over here. I got other things sitting over there. Right. They're all art related. They're all right. whatever. But it's like that's not a tattoo shop. Yeah. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? And so I try to just be like, well, 
fuck this thing tattooing. Like, because I don't actually know what the fuck tattooing is. Like, I do it. I make a living from it. But you're obviously I, good at it too. So. I don't know if tattooing is supposed to be sterile, white-looking walls and like right. certain frames from things, or if it's something we don't fucking know yet. Yeah. Right. So with my studio, I like to go the oh maybe we don't know this shit yet. Yeah. Let's yeah. reinterpret it in a yeah. different view. It's definitely open to interpretation, and I think yeah. that's how you should keep it anyway. You should keep it real. You should keep it right. How you wanted to if, it. if i walked in there one day like for one for one your shop every time i point out your your studio it's just like hey that's my tat that's that's the tattoo artist i go to and i'm like oh that that building i'm like no that's that what little, he that's what he like, said no, told me. he's like that building yeah. he's like, like no that that, that little thing next to it and it i was like, like the like, shed it looks like <laughs> it looks like an old school dairy queen like that thing a little yeah. barn little barn like that thing yeah i'm like no shit i was like but if i walked in your place and just like it's just like white walls and it's like a glass countertop and it had a like blonde girl in black, front. Black leather, like a black leather couch. So I'm just like, no, dude. If you walk in your studio now, it's just like, hey, grab like like one I, of these seats. Or I'm gonna something. sit in this <laughs> chair and he can yeah. sit in those and, chairs. And the funny thing is, is like, all right, so when I was like, Yeah, this is like my childhood. Most of the chairs in there are literally like middle school chairs. Oh, yeah. right, exactly. They're those colorful, <laughs> mm-hmm. like orange, mm-hmm. yellow, and blue yeah. chairs that right, we yeah. sat in middle school, and yeah. I got them from Bloomington Resale, and they're like literally they were labeled right, right. for like a school. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's like you come in and it's like, yeah. all right, let's grab this kid's chair. <laughs> it's like, is this a boutique? No, bro. Like, this is a tattoo studio. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tattoo and art studio. Like, well, that's what this is. That awesome. studio is very flawed. And the reality is, is like, I like flaws. That's why I like most of the stuff in there is like also um, just from going through to thrift shops mm-hmm. because there's a giant crack on the floor, right? So, all right, let's play the business game of, like, what you're supposed to do. There's a crack in the wall. Well, I'm going to have business here. I should fix the crack, right? All right, well, then maybe I should fix the walls. Well, then maybe I should fix this. All right, well, now it's just a fucking money trap now, right? Yeah. And, all right, well, how about the, all right, that's got a crack. How can I make that crack look fucking cooler? And it's like, right. get a bread box from, like, the 1950s. <laughs> put it over here, like... <laughs> Put some base that I got at the pawn shop on the right, up, like on the wall, and like mounting up there and shit. And yeah, it's like man. just really dive into that dirty. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's just yeah. like, all right, like fuck it, like I want to make this shit nasty. <laughs> you know? And it's like, but it's so funny because it's like people resonate with that so much more than anything i planned right you know right so like i don't know anything like i literally like i'm surprised every day at shit well that's like i mean we come on here we're like we're fucking dummies like don't listen to us we're idiots don't listen to us but people still listen to us (laughs) i don't know but like what you're talking about i feel that same way about like food sometimes too because i'll be like i don't want to go to some nice just touristy place. I want to go to some dirty taco truck somewhere because I know that it's going to be the best food that yeah. I'm going to eat like in we this were, place. Yeah, we were in Nashville. We were looking for barbecue. We went to this one place and it was just in this really nice neighborhood. It was the worst. And I was like, let me go like 
30 down on the fucking Google list of barbecue places. And I was like, there. It's like an old warehouse. Somebody's grandpa right. is like walking around like taking trays and stuff. The hole in the walls are the, yeah. always the best And I was places. just like, this is the fucking shit right here. Like, yeah. that's what I want. Like, that, that was like my favorite. Somebody gave the shop a review and they called it. They gave, they said, uh, I like, I loved Oh, they called it like a dive bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, I love this shop. They were like, this shop's aesthetic is like dive bar. The furniture doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Right. The walls, da, da, da. But in a way, it's just got this feel that you can't yeah, imitate. Right. No, you can't. It's yeah. got that homey vibe. That's what it is. But like, it's also got the, motherfucker, I've been broke. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the reality is, it's like, anybody talks to me about any of the shit, it's just like, it all leads back to me and like, I was broke. I didn't have shit. Yeah. I didn't have shit. This is from the thrift store. I got this from home. I, would, I, I went to the thrift store every week. I would just like look for things that seemed like they like called to me. In right. Right, like I was just like, I was really, when I restarted the studio again, instead of going into the space with like my own thoughts, I was like, what the fuck is this space? And I tried to listen to the space to see what it wanted more. And the thing is, is like, all right, so the history of the space, it was um, in the 1800s, it was a chicken coop. Really? Yeah. No shit. And it was like, and next door was like a farm, Uh right? And um, Soma building was originally a frat house. See, and I can so, see that. Yeah, one of I used first frat houses, and then in the 1930s, it was a garage with a Model T Ford in it, and then in the 1970s, see, I can see that too because of the big yep. nice doors. Hence the barn vibe. Man. Yeah, that's what you yep. Get. And then 1970s, it was a bike shop. In the 80s, my landlady made it a boutique lingerie store. That lasted till Victoria's Secret blew up in the 90s. Uh-huh. And then it was um, Bloomington Bicycle. It was the Bicycle Garage on Kirkwood. They started at the building I'm at. And then it was also this record store like a TD's LP. Mm-hmm. It's like uh-huh. in Soma. Right. They started in the building. And the funny thing is, is almost like the objects in the studio are like slightly communicating with the past cells because right. I got musical instruments in there. It used to be a music venue as well. No joke. And so like before I got it five years ago. So it's like the musical instruments, like I played in the orchestra when I was a kid. So I've got, you're surrounded by woodwind instruments yeah. and like that's like childhood. And then it's got like my, it's got like a bass, it's got a cello, it's got like a little MIDI keyboard, all these type of music shit. But it's like, that's what the space used to be. It's had my bike in it before. And it's like, you know, but it's like all these levels that the that the studio's been, it's like I kind of listened right. in a way. And I like brought the shit back. Right. And it's like, but I love the, I love the space because it's like right in the alley and when I first got to Bloomington, I always thought that that building looked menacing. Yeah. Cause I was just like, oh, it's like, here's this nice neighborhood in Bloomington. 
Then here's this off the beaten path, right? Barn looking right. dude. <laughs> it's like not. It's like it's not. There's this old chicken yeah. coop. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you gonna like? So when you gonna put a chicken in there, man? Just have like a chicken. So I might make a little flash. Yeah. Like for, for the fallen ones. Yeah, there you go, man. But uh, yeah, it's like it's a. Yeah, I really like that space. It's got problems with it, like. You know, the bathroom's the smallest bathroom in Bloomington. Oh, my God. Dude, that, I'm serious. That could be, like, so they've got, so, like, in Bloomington, they have, like, oh, like, best businesses in Bloomington. The dudes would be, like, smallest bathrooms, like, addition. Like, I don't even know how bathroom. to describe it. Picture, like, the world's smallest closet. It's, like, you, I could fit in it. Like, if there was no toilet in there, I could fit in it. Maybe two of me could fit in it, and that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. it but yeah it's just like if you if you shit you probably have to shit with the door open oh yeah <laughs> I've been playing the sims and like that bathroom's designed where it's like they'd let the sims would let you put that sink in but as soon as you try to hover that toilet in they'd be like uh uh yeah you can't fit that there right. you can't put it in there yeah. they would just, back, they would just have the red yeah. square yeah. Yeah. Like line it'd be like that's yeah. a red square right there you can't you do can't that you can't put that there it don't yeah. fit it's, cra- it's crazy that the door even closes you can brush your teeth while taking a shit on that yeah. toilet you can. it's crazy how it turns the, out it's crazy how the yep. door even shuts I know. <laughs> like, to be honest with you man it is the first time the first time it is technically a bathroom yeah. though the first time yeah the first time I went in there though I was just like man you got a bathroom like yeah it's right there oh but I was like what the fuck am I yeah. supposed to do with yeah. it? But hey, man, it works. It flushes. The sink works. You got soap in there. Like yes. it. My landlord told me when I first got the spot, he was like, I'm a standoffish landlord, so I'll let you do whatever you need with your business. But if something happens, it's on you. Hmm. And I was just like, all right, but that bathroom, the plumbing's always work well. You know, I saw I saw this like, I saw this, um, sketch on Instagram that was just like it was like uh, how you gotta go at certain objects with like how black folks you gotta go at their objects a little different and so it was like like the sink if you raise it all the way it makes noise so I yell at people I'm like halfway it makes noise but it was like the skit was just like someone opening the car door and they're like, no, you got to lift it up. It only comes out if you lift it up. And then they're like explaining all the shit. And it's like people go up to the door and try to push through the right door. And I'm like, that one's locked. And then they try to pull the handle because I put bars on the door. I'm like, you got to push that one out. Like there's so much shit about the studio where it's just like it's a little fucked up. Yeah. But it's it's like your fuck it's it's your fucked up though like that's what it is it's like yeah. things like it's your space you know yeah uh, that's that's what makes it I think that's what people gravitate towards and when they actually go and they're booking an appointment with you or something like that or getting a consultation I think that's probably what a lot of people gravitate towards. and I think that's what makes it memorable because I'll always remember that bathroom yeah <laughs> I will always that remember is that obviously your work and your style and that's what gravitated. That's what made me gravitate towards going to you is your style and the type of work you do. And then obviously it's paid off because, I mean, you're 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 definitely steadily growing, yeah. uh, to be honest. A lot of people definitely dig your work. But, you know, the funny thing about the work and the style is, like, you know, I tattooed you. And now I'm doing it different because I'm working in another state. I'm working in North Carolina. And I got to design people's tattoos remotely now. But... 
I was, that studio got popular with no one ever knowing what the tattoo was going to look like, and I didn't know what it was going to look like. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like, it was this weird thing where it would be like, hey, let's do a tattoo, and I would would tell you, like, all right, it's going to be weird, but you're not going to know what it's going to look like. We're going to figure it out day of. Right. And... Magic, yeah, and, see, and I hope and you see, like it. See, here's, the thing, here's the thing, though. That's what I. That's literally probably the the one of the biggest reasons why I loved it because we just literally like we sat down. We're just like, all right, let's go on Pinterest. You know, we like created a mood board, right? Where it's just like, all right, let's find shit we like and don't like, or like and uh, like uh, assemble it together, and then only the references we find are. Uh, available to me when I design it and yeah I'd be like making marks on your body to see the spot like kind of what I did that's different and one of the things I do that's different is I made more of an emphasis on tailoring it to the body than focusing on everything else Mm -hmm. because I'm kind of convinced that if you tailor something simple correctly that looks better than if you labor over right. something and then last minute you're like, all right, where the fuck does this go? Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. It, which it was, was like, honestly like you did my cactus and it was just, you started out with squares yeah, and then they turned into fucking circles. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Like that's fucking it. It's just a bunch of circles stacked mm-hmm. on top of each other, but it's the, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it looks mm-hmm. great. And the way you do it, that way, that's what made me, I'm just like, I, that's what the hype was to me. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. Like, we drew it, like, in-house. You're never going to find it anything like feels more personal it. than just... Instead of, like, oh, my gosh, I love this cross that says faith. Just, like, can you just do this exactly, but have it, like, right here? And yeah. it's just like... I feel like that's what people like more, because if you go into, like, a, you know... Other tattoo shops, they just like, oh, they pick out of a book and they're like, I want that. But they're like, there's 50 million people that have that exact same thing. It's like that. Well, they just they just print it off, right? And then on a stencil, and then they just stick it to you. Yeah, but that feels more unique and personal because you took the time and actually just stenciled it out and did all that on your arm and all that stuff. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, I uh, I I like being as thorough as you can be. So. All right, so when the studio first opened, I was only doing freehand with ballpoint pens. But, but you can freehand with Sharpies, and it's, a, it's easier. Ballpoint pens are not really meant to be tattooed with. Like, I heard that there were tattooers that would use ballpoint pens in the 80s when it was like it was hard to get, like, custom designs and make certain things. It was way harder to print. And so people would be like, yeah, they just get like a whatever. And I thought the shit was crazy. And I was tattooing in Michigan. And I was just like at a place in my career. I was like, fuck this shit. I hate it. I was like, I need to just like try something. Something. I need to try something that's going to get me fired. (laughs) uh, So I was like, I'm just going to draw on people. Like, you know. And I drew with a Sharpie. And uh, this person was like, oh, this reminds me of getting de- tattooed in Detroit in the 90s. And I swear they got tattooed at Penitentiary Tattoo in Detroit. Really? Yeah. And that's the spot. That's what it's called. And they're like, this reminds me of getting tattooed back in the day. And I was just like, hell yeah. Like, I saw that people liked 
it's kind of cool to have someone doodle on you and then get that permanently on you. But the thing is, is I realize that it's a flawed system because since you're doing freehand, it can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. So when I first opened the studio, I was like, I'm doing freehand only. I'm telling everybody it can't be perfect. And this is the most human level tattoo. Well, by the time I got to tattooing you, Cody, I think it had been uh, two years of doing business and I evolved the system to I would do the first stage of freehand and then I would take a tracing of your arm with plastic wrap and then I would take a picture of that and then design based on that. And uh, because the the paper is an illusion, like I started trying to rethink everything about tattooing. And the, the reality is, is that your body does not understand that it's supposed to just hold tattoos like that. So your skin is compressed at certain spots where it's literally like less ink or just like the stencil will travel further because that skin stretches, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like if you make a 2D model only on paper and transfer it, this part gets tough, tired than you thought, this part, whatever. And as a tattooer, typically you just blame the, oh, well, it just warps, that's tattoos, they, whatever. And I had this, I had this idea where it was like, what if we designed it? based on your bumps, based on your right. stretched skin, based on your whatever, and then we get that tracing from your skin, how much different does that look on paper than what we think? And the thing is, is it makes a slightly awkward drawing. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes a yeah. drawing where you're like, it looks a little off, but right. the reality is it's missing your body. Right. Because once you put that stencil on, it compresses in certain spots. Yeah. It does all this shit. Mm-hmm. And so... Because I could do that, I think tattoos that I were was doing, um, they looked different because they fit different. Right. And they'll fit different on everybody. Yeah. And uh, I would have people with like really good collections. And it was really bizarre because I could put a tattoo with less stuff on it, less whatever. And it would somehow like sing louder. Right. The other tattoo, but that's because the only the other person only thought about the design on paper. Right. And it's like we tailored this at your appointment together for literally your spot. Because I realized when tattooing, you make a design, you print it off, and then if you tattooed, if you place that stencil on 20 people in the same spot, some it would look better than others. And then you get the people who are like, oh well, like tattoos wouldn't look good on me. The reason that is, is because you randomly accidentally stumbled into this design works for this person, this person. So the reality is, is when you're tattooing and you're not taking measurement of the body and everything, you're leaving that up to chance. Right. And so you're always confused why some of your tattoos photograph better, look better, all this shit. Mm -hmm. And I was a big believer that... Who's to say we figured this shit out? And who's to say these stencils are what we think they are? And I was like, I want to explore that shit. But it was like, that was literally the purpose of business then. Like, I think everybody knows my studio is like an experimental studio. Yeah. It's like, this is not 
your studio you go to to get a tattoo, like whatever, is like this is if you're into weird pursuits to make like striking outcomes, right? You know, so right. it's like I don't know. It's I wouldn't have been able to do all that if I was working for somebody, but um. Yeah, I'm always, like, surprised I'm, like, still in business. Like, people still let me tattoo and stuff because it's just, like, people don't know, like, that there was a period where I was doing sleeves for 500 a session, and it was all freehand. I had a client come in at noon. We drew the sleeve freehand with ballpoint pens for seven hours. And then at 8 p.m., we got started, and we tattooed from, no, we got started at 10 p.m., and we tattooed till 7 in the morning when the sun came up, and, like, we saw the sun go up, like, we saw the sun go down and the sun go up, and both of us were, like, wrecked, <laughs> but it was, like, 500 bucks, Yeah, and it's, like, it flowed hard. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. I didn't give a fuck. It was like, I knew I was like, I was sending people out. I was that first year. You could come to me, sign up for this weird experimental shit. And it was like, I'm going to give you a sleeve for like 500 a session. Try to get it at three sessions. I'll see you every three months. It was like big thigh pieces. I'd be like 350, whatever. And because I was in business for myself, I could charge low because I wasn't having to pay the house. And it was just like, it didn't make money. Like it did, but it didn't. It it took care of survival. So all the survival needs were being taken care of. But I was just like, all right, it's a better fate to take care of the survival needs and still experiment in the field than it is to like be busy and make cash. And I feel like the thing of that is it's, it was so new when you started doing it that everybody was just, you, you got like the, the daredevils coming to you. Like, like, like let's do some fucking crazy shit. And the, but now I think, that everybody has seen your work and what you have been doing and how good it actually looks compared to other tattoos. By far, the tattoo that you gave me, I get so many compliments on it still. It, they basically say, how does it look so dark and so vibrant at the same time? And it does. And it's so it's such a simple method. Um, it's such a simple design. Yeah. But what you're doing works. And I think people are gravitating more towards it. It's just like, why do I want some stencil, cookie cutter, give me this design when you can literally, somebody can literally tell you what they want and you do it to what they, what you both enjoy, like you, what you both are vibing towards and it fits their body yeah. mm-hmm. and it looks the best that it possibly could, Yeah, to be honest. And that's what I think people are gravitating toward. I think that's why you've gotten so much growth over the past, uh, I've, since since I got mine, I feel like you've grown 
so much. Obviously, you're doing it in North Carolina, too, as yeah, well. And But I was tattooing 60 hours a week. Right. You know what I mean? And so it was like this last year. So I realized that, like, oh, the more I do this, the better I get. Like, right. so if I put 60 hours into this this week, I'm 60 hours better. Yeah. So I was addicted to that because after after the pandemic, I only existed in the tattoo shop. Like, right. I would wake up, walk down, go to the shop, and then it would be like tattoo from 10 a.m. till midnight stay up till two, like, watching dumb shit, <laughs> go to sleep, wake up at, like, 10, 11, walk back in the shop, same shit. And, I mean, I did that. I did that until, like, I broke down. Because I was in North Carolina, and I was just, like, exhausted. And I was talking to my girlfriend, and I was just like, I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. And she's like, quit working 65 hours a week. I was like, like, but I have to. I have to. I got to get better. I was like, everybody's going to hate my shit. Like one day, if I stop, people won't care. Whatever. I'm on this project right now because one of my, one of the people at the shop in North Carolina, they were like, let's be artsy fartsy and take time off just to make art and see what happens and I went and took the time off but it felt really scary because they were like let's all take a month off and I'm just thinking like a lot can happen in a month like that's asking a lot and like but I didn't want to be left behind Mm -hmm. so I was kind of excited about it and so you know but I thought to myself I was like so this is kind of like when you're in a band and you stop touring and you've only got four weeks to make the new album. Right. And you're like, I better be inspired. But it's like, there's a part of me that it's like, I wanted to just play video games. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I thought about getting a system just to play cyberpunk on PS4. Right, dude. Until it came out. And then yeah. people were just like, and this then sucks. I was like, oh, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Yeah. But was like, this is shit. <laughs> I, made, I made garbage leading up into it. And then I feel like the third week is finally when like a series hit. And the series, I think, upset people. It made people excited. And I think it upset people at first because I decided what I want to do is I want to put civil rights leaders on wild animals with weapons. Right. Because that shit sounded like it felt very taboo. It mm-hmm. was like, I think civil rights leaders are cool and shit like that. But I think it would be I I started giggling at this notion in my head about a bus driver telling Rosa not to get on the bus and she's on a tiger. <laughs> I was like, see what that's. Dumb, I was though. like, nobody's telling her where she can sit if she's on a tiger with right. mace in its mouth and all this shit. Right, man. And I thought, if I fuck that drawing up, that is horrible. Yeah. Like I literally just made Rosa Parks on a tiger. <laughs> like there's a lot of ways that could fail, and so. Right. I made the first, I really liked it, and I shared, got a cool reaction, 
And then I made some resistance cats. Like I, I made another one. I made James Baldwin and Maya Angelo on horses and James Baldwin's on a unicorn. And like, I ended up making these cats and like, I made these, I was like, I should make people be able to tell that the series, how big these creatures are by showing other animals in the universe, but I should give them weapons that are like their size and make them the size they'd be next to the tiger and shit. And so like in all the horses. And then so I go and made two armored cats. One's got a grenade in its mouth and the other's got a dagger in its mouth. And I swear I got like 10 new followers from posting and I lost like, damn near like 20 <laughs> but i was getting all these comments like oh i love this but i i was like okay i bet there's some people who are like don't take my leaders and do whatever you want and then i dropped the critters like i dropped like nine of these little war animals and like all of a sudden i think people understood it's like no this is like a universe right and it's like don't get offended yet. Just wait. Right. Like, it would be cool as fuck if every creature was fighting against racism. Like, right. with armor plates and, like, right, a squirrel with, right. like, you know, like, some type of weird object. Like, a rusty open can that's going to, like, fuck you up. You right. know what I mean? Like, right, that's man. so much cooler. Right. Than just being like whatever else. But the fact that you take your ideas, it's just a thought. It's just like nobody's gonna talk shit to Rosa Parks if she's on a fucking tiger. Nobody. Like, that's just the thing. You yeah. take it, you're taking that idea and just like, I'm gonna draw this shit and yeah. see what happens. Mm. See, that's the thing. That's like, and I think that's, I think that's, and not everybody's gonna like that. And not everybody's, and, and, and some, some people are gonna like it, some people are gonna And that's, that's like when it comes to this and us recording and just talking, we accept that it's not for everybody. Like you definitely don't want to give this podcast to your thirteen year old like son or something like nah, that. I mean, thanks, for the, thanks for the download, but you don't Yeah, thanks for the download, but like don't tell your parents you're listening to this. Yeah. But it's like even the title alone. But it's just like doing doing what you want with the art that you want and just the ideas that you just make in your head. It's and people actually dig that. Like you can't get any better than that, honestly. Right. I do also feel okay with putting imagery out there in the world where it's civil rights leaders on wild animals because it felt so when I first had the thought, it felt so oh I could get in trouble for this. <laughs> oh yeah. But I loved that. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like all right, like, let's look at the safe safe zones I could create right now, you know? And it's like, it's like, I want to put out, I want to make something that's, like, empowering. I want to put my personality into it. I want to do all this shit, but it's like, I've never seen my Angelo on a wild horse with a sword. Right. <laughs> you know, or just like a pin in her hand right. and i i did uh i did a little tiny sparrow with a dagger in its mouth like a little one because i thought it would be funny like the cage birds 
the caged bird is free and right. has a knife right. coming right, for you. Right, dude. And it was just like, I'd, I'd like to see how far the series goes because it's just kind of like, you know, like another one I laughed at was I made a little snail and it's got a little thumbtack. Like it's gonna stab you. Like it's got a little tiny like tinfoil on the armor of the shell. That's awesome. And then it's just like holding the thumbtack ready to charge. That's awesome. And I was just like laughing because it's like, how? <laughs> how is this thing gonna like get you? But I just love the right. idea where you're just like running away from a snail with thumbtack. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like, awesome. Fuck. Right. If I wasn't I wasn't a racist, that snail wouldn't be trying to stab me. Right. <laughs> I thought I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And see, like, I think it's cool how the shit that you draw is just hanging up in your studio and people walk in and like, oh, what's that? You're like, oh yeah, that was just a series I did, especially with the the element. Oh yeah, yeah the, the elements. elements. Yep. Yeah. That's dude, how I started last so year. So many people have gotten those tattoos. I forgot. Yeah, the elements is how I started last year, because I did I did the four elements at the start of last year, and I was like, these are going to set the tone for next year. Like, I worked really hard to make them, like, good and push myself, and then they were the bar for the whole year for me, and yeah, now it's the start of a new year, and it's like, I'm lifting the bar. Right. Like, I'm planning on hopefully making another critter sheet today. And then I'm going to get onto other people's designs. But it's like, I was, I'm happy now because I'm like, all right, I had a, I had a month to find myself and come up with some original art that I'm just like, this is me. Um, but I was so scared that I was just going to be like, I would take a month off. And my coworker <laughs> thinks that I'm special and smart and going to come up with something like artsy right and i was just thinking like i got nothing (laughs) i was just thinking like like if you look at a lot of my work you'll see a peony and it's literally just a peony it's like it's a flower it's a flower (laughs) you know and so uh i was telling my girlfriend i was saying like i was like Funny thing is, before I did this project, I've always been afraid of drawing wild animals. Right. Because I was just like, why the fuck do tattooers have to draw everything? I was like, I don't want to know the anatomy for a fucking wild animal and a horse and a this. And it was like, it's too much. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, man. And now I'm just like, now I'm just like looking for the stranger, the better animals. Right, right. I don't know. I did this. I did this lion in Tony Morrison today, and the lion has bows, like a bow in its hair, and like a little hair clip, and like a little like heart, and like some little like uh, stardust in its mane, <laughs> and it's like um, it's got like leather straps on its arm and shit, but it's like. I'm like, wow, I'm really decorating a lion's mane, (laughs) you know, while this person has a big spike shield that's like they're riding this thing with and a book. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just like, 
it's so weird. It's so weird. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to the printer to pick the shit up, like pick prints up. And the people at the store I'm picking up, depending on who I get, I think they think that I'm like troubled. <laughs> because it's like, there's this one girl in there and she said she's from North, like a suburb of Bedford. And she said, I tell you what to a client. She was like, oh, it's just the suburb of Bedford. I tell you what. And, and I was like, wow. Like, and she made my prints once and she was like, please stay well. <laughs> and, you know, Jesus Christ. I was surprised they didn't give you like, uh, like a shelter card. Or there something is like that. no suburb of Bedford. It is not big at all. So <laughs> she does not know what she's talking about. There's not even. There's there, no, no suburb. There is no like suburbia. No, no. It's like one fucking road. It's like it's like like it's houses. fucking like it's fucking Chicago. It's like oh, we just live right across the river. No, it's just a suburb. No. Big housing community. No, no, there's no suburb. Like Bedford. they have a golden corral. They have a fucking golden corral. <laughs> I just, uh, I just imagine Bedford to be like the opposite of Boys in the Hood, where it's like <laughs> white boys in the hood is exactly <laughs> what it is. Because like in Boys in the Hood, there's the scene where they're like, there's the one kid who's like. Y'all want to see a dead body? Y'all see friends? <laughs> yeah. And they just walk up on the train tracks and see a dead body. Because, like, I swear parents do not wash their kids in Bedford. And, like, these little kids are just finding shit that they should not see. Yeah. And they're right. just like, another day in Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, all right. Like, I feel like Bedford people don't know what they left until they come to Bloomington. Yeah, right. Like, you get to examine it when you're here, and then you're just like, like, I remember. It either scares the shit out of you, and you go back. It's like yeah. when Amish leave the fucking, like, Rumspringa, uh-huh. and they, like, You leave. either get scared and go back, right. or you fucking are partying, and you just yeah. stay. Like, yeah. most of them, like, come back, though. But it's like, you're out in the real world, and you're seeing a bunch of other shit, and mm-hmm. all these different diversities and cultures. And, yeah. Um, just trying all this different type of food and hanging out with all these different individual people and around them. And, and then you're just like, I'm just going to tuck my tail and run, or am I going to stay? I don't know. Right. And uh, like, it's, it's probably 50, 50, to be honest with you. And I mean, like there's, I know because I was one, I've never tried sushi and I just recently had it and I love it, but there's people in Bedford just like, I'm never going to try that shit. It was like, I ain't eating that yeah. shit. And Ryan just went to a TJ Maxx last week and he's in love. Yeah, I'm in love. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I know a lot about Southern Indiana at this tenure of mine, like only like in this region, right? Mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I've been here for like 10 years. So where are you? Where are you actually from? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Okay. So you're pretty, so you're familiar with this area, but I know a lot of people that are from even Indianapolis are just like, where, like, they don't know anything South. Like they know Kentucky is down there, but they don't know like the rest of Indiana. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's, it's really weird. Um, Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, there's parts of Bloomington that I like. That I've adopted into like who I am, and there's other parts that I'm just like, I don't know. Like I feel like I can recognize that it's just like 
we're still in a small town. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like when you're in a small town, it's like sometimes the only thing there is to do is like, you know, like analyze your neighbor or your surroundings. Yeah. And whatever. But it's like, um, yeah, it's just like. Bloomington has always been its own place. Yeah. Good and bad. But right. the thing I don't like about Bloomington is that this place is too damn expensive. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So So yeah, Bloomington so Bloomington has the highest like uh housing costs out of any city in the state. Yeah, and it's just centered around Indiana, our Indiana University, and yeah. basically, and like nothing changes. Yeah. It, but it's it's almost like it's almost like a lot of even even like Bedford and a, a lot of other small towns in Indiana. It's like it's a small town, but it's close to a highway, so we're just gonna put a bunch of shit here, right? And hope people gravitate towards it, and yeah. that's basically like what it is, like. City limits are not this big. Like the right. city of Bloomington or wh- wh- wherever, if it's got a college in it, it's like ten, it's like twenty miles, mm-hmm. like or e- like ten miles, ten ten miles city limit, like the fucking like diameter of it. But then like the actual town itself is like thirty, mm-hmm. so it's crazy. It's it's crazy how like when you live in town and you're like. You know, 50 years ago, this was like a farm in the middle of nowhere. Right. But, but you're, like, right down the road from a fucking Kroger. Like, there's mm-hmm. a Kroger, like, half a mile from your house. And you can see it, too, like, when you get off to, like, the east side, east-south side, whenever you get past everything, then it starts turning back into a farming community, fields right. and all that stuff, so. Yeah. I feel like so much of, you know, like, what I do in Bloomington, because so much of this town, people want it to be a college town. Mm-hmm. And the realities of what that does to a, a place is there's a lot of people who want to believe that the only way you can succeed in this town is through going to college at IU. And it's like, like, I think a lot of people view the only way you can succeed is by leaving the town with a degree. And it's like, I think that that ends up creating this like class system in Bloomington where it's like your worth is viewed by your level of education. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so I totally like being an opposite of this town where it's like, right. All right. Like, you know, cause I tattoo a lot of college kids and stuff and it's like, I love for them to think that I'm an idiot and then realize (laughs) That even though they're like, you're a dummy, be like, this dummy's paying their bills somehow, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I kind of, I kind of like showing, and it's like, I went to IU, but I like showing like college kids in this town where it's like, everything that they tell you is a lie. <laughs> None of us knows anything. Right. And look at me. I'm literally like figure skating in a circle, not knowing what I'm doing. Right. right. And I'm I'm surviving. Right. And you graduate from IU, right? I like owe them like fifteen hundred dollars and they're giving me my degree. <laughs> it's like 
it's like I owe them money and then they stop holding my degree hostage. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I graduated, even though it's like I'm on a payment plan with them right now. Right? <laughs> hey, but you're like a little guardian angel to all yeah, the little kids. But no, I, I like I love I love just coming across as like dumb and ignorant in this town because it's like I'm 30. I live here and it's like people don't expect much from me like when they see me. And I love I love being able to just like show people here that it's like you don't know. Like just what someone shows you is not everything. Right. So it's like even though you might see me around town and it's like I got a beard, I'm in my thirties, like I'm black, and it's like I have weird hours, like you might catch me at Target at like one PM. When all like the moms are there and like they're wondering what am I doing, but it's like <laughs> even though you might not expect much from me, it's like if you talk to me and you saw what I'm up to, it might be different than what you think. Um, and so yeah, but yeah, we got the little shop here. Feel like got up the little turf going and stuff like that, and I don't know. It's been nice. I mean. But I didn't really talk about tattooing that much. I mean, we did. But right. I mean, well, this doesn't I mean, have to be the... This doesn't. This have, we had you on to talk about you, is what right. it is. This doesn't have to be the last time you come on, either. So, yeah. I mean, I we just wanted to... The main reason why we have guests on is and, and you is just to get people's, uh, like, perception of, like, their life. Like, tell, tell a little bit about yourself. Get some... Get some motherfucking culture in this. Right. They hear us in this fucking podcast. They hear man. us enough. They hear us <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like to have other people on, hear other perspectives. And I know other people want to hear that too. Oh, yeah. And definitely, you're the, definitely the first um, tattoo artist we've had on here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's definitely it's a it's definitely a breath of fresh air. It's a, it's a new perspective right. into how other people. Um, Make their way in life. And it's very interesting to hear people's stories because I personally love stories. Right. And, you know, we had, who did we have on here? Um, oh, we had Cody, Cody Eichert, who's a touring musician, musician. And I asked him stories on the road, things that happen right. to you. So it's, I like hearing stories from people from their past, how they got here, things that right. they did. It's just very interesting. Yeah. And you know, like Cody Eichert, he, he started out in a metal band. Yeah. And then he's just like, one day he was looking for a band. He's like, I think I'm going to start a country band. Like, it's just like he goes from metal to country. And right. it's, it's interesting how people, and it, obviously it's interesting how you start out in art and you're just like, you know, I like tattoos. I think I'm going to tattoo. And just how you developed your, your own method of and designing your tattoos. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to gravitate towards people. And people were like, you know what? I don't want this cookie cutter bullshit. Like, give me, give me some fucking something that's unique, yeah. unique something, some kind of unique art. It's not tattooing. Tattooing it to me is like, give me you, right. like, give me a piece of you, and that's I have that now. It's yeah. like, give me a piece of what you're about, and people can take that away. Mm-hmm. People can take that with them. I'm always, uh, I'm always like just a. Uh, Thinking about how, like, the nice thing about tattooing is if, like, I uh, ever just had, like, some tragedy happen, I'm like, 
that some of my clients would show up. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, damn, just look at their arm and be right. like, I remember when he did that. Yeah. That was Darren. <laughs> Whatever. We were like, up for fucking 12 hours. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got this part of me that just like wants to, wants to just be able to like go in a, go in a way where it's like people are like uh, happy about like remembering and shit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, like uh, I got to get my health together. So it's like, because I'm predisposed to diabetes, I'm eating terribly. I'm like doing every. I'm just like giving myself all the whatever. And like I saw MF with Doom died at 49. So I'm like, all right, well, whenever I go, I just want people there. But I'm also like, all right, maybe I gotta figure out other stuff to get into. <laughs> like getting older is so weird. Like you have to consider. I told someone the other day. I was like. The difference between being in your 20s and your 30s is that when you're in your 20s, you're broke, but you have good health. And in your 30s, you're sustaining, but your health starts shifting. Right. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Right. It's weird because you're focusing on your body and then and your body's still like young so you handle shit way different uh-huh. and then once you hit 30 it's just like my body's not handling well, this well that's what it is way. it's like 20s to thir- 20 right. to 30 you're just like alright we're doing my shit I'm gonna build a career blah 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 I'm gonna do all this stuff right. and then once you hit 30 you're just like you're stable and you're just like man I am getting fucking old <laughs> I'm getting old and I'm getting fat yeah I'm figuring out the cheat codes though like my girlfriend was like yeah it's like here you gotta have some coffee. I've been getting coffee sent here, and uh, but when I was younger, I didn't even need coffee. I could just pull an all nighter, mm-hmm. right? And it's so, like yesterday, I was up for a long time, drawing, but the piece was kicking my ass. Like I came up with the sketch, I made my lines. I've been hanging around my friend that makes comic books. And I've been watching how he'll pencil lines and then he'll literally just ink on top of like sketch. And so I like that. So I've been introducing that to like when I'm working uh, digitally and I had the lines done and I was like, this is going to be easy. But whenever I make it, um, I'm having a file open of the previous one I did Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's in the same family, like skill wise. And that line main, it was like, I gave it all these streaks that it took over in your eyes, just looking at the main first. Then I simplified it. Then it was too simple. Then I tried to chop it up and then it looked robotic. And then (laughs) I like erased everything. And then I kept adding shading to the face, taking it back, all this stuff. And then by the end of the night, I finished, it was like two in the morning and I finished the one figure and I was like, all right, I can go to sleep. And I was just like, I'm wired to finish the other. And then it's five 30 in the morning and I go to, I texted to my girlfriend and she like only had one critique for it the next day. And it was like valid because sometimes I'll make a design and I won't notice that the all right, the head's a little too small for the this. Uh-huh. Like somebody points that out and you're like, okay, let me adjust that. But yeah, she made like her one comment and uh but it's like oh my god, it was just like it was kicking my ass so hard. 
And it's like, I knew I wanted to, I want to get that one done. And then I want to get one more sheet done. So it's like, today's the last day where I can fuck around and be like shitty with my time. But it's just like, <sighs> it's like, even no matter how long you do it, the shit, the shit still gets hard. Man. Yeah, man. So I know you've been, so you've been on this, this, uh, this artsy fartsy break. How, uh, how much more time you got left of that? Are you done? I think six days. Six days. Six, six days, days before it's back. Let me think. Or is it? Yeah, six days. So yeah, when this, when this comes right. out, this Nine. this podcast will be released on Tuesday. So you'll have a couple more days left of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I've been staying in this project longer than I thought because I feel like, you know how like Goku's and like the training Right, and he's just like getting stronger, even though all his friends are like getting their ass kicked. It's like five more minutes. It's like I'll start working on y'all shit, but I'm I'm getting better, y'all. Just let yeah. me let me trade for five more minutes before <laughs> right. I come try to right. save this shit. Because not only you know you got to take time for you, but you also got to give back to the grind because you got clients and stuff like that waiting and. It's I can I don't I, I don't know how you, you're how you balance it, but to me I feel like it'd be very hard sometimes to balance that out. Well, I ended up taking this month off, and I booked I opened my books two weeks before I took the time off, and so I got my books out further, but like I stacked my calendar because like I'm still afraid of not booking, and so I was like, oh well, I'll just prep in advance. You got six days, son. Not one thing, and I'm just like here working in the in the little bubble. Like I'm like, like oh, I'm working on my project. I got this. So I feel like this coming this year is going to be the year where like I balance drawing other people's stuff, but on my on my time, I'm going to be like working on this series still, right? And uh. I don't know. I'd really, I'd love to complete the universe, like, of this uh, illustration. Like, after I do the um, Critters again, I want to do Miles Davis and John Coltrane sheet, where it's like, Coltrane's got the sax, and Miles has the trumpet, and, like, they're on some animals. I haven't figured out which yet, but it's like, I love the idea of the chrome of both of those instruments and they were friends and it's like, you know, like I got this idea for like MLK and Malcolm X where it's like they're going to be on like if each sheet is 14 is 11 inches tall and the figures are about 10 inches tall, like the tigers and shit. I'm going to make this war elephant for like Malcolm X and it's going to be on 18 by like 24 and like Malcolm's still going to be the size of the other figures. Right. But the elephant is going to be like fucking huge. 20 inches tall. It's going to be huge and elaborate. It's going to have like cannons and shit. But I'm talking, I'm talking with my girlfriend and she's like, how about the Martin Luther King? No weapons, just like flowers and shit. Right. So, I'm like working on, I'm working on this thing where like I think she was like, what about like a platform? And he's just got a microphone. 
but like I want like a giant tortoise. I want to do where it's just like this big, huge thing where you're just like, wow, I feel like I see how big these animals are. Like, I see how whatever, but I feel like I could fuck with this series for the next two years yeah. and be happy. Right, and you'll be good. And you just got Buddha, your own, or the Dalai Lama. And and you just got your own little, you just got your own little, you just got your own little series is just like hanging in your studio. People are going to be like, oh, people are definitely going to want them. Right. I mean, people already want a lot of your shit that's hanging on the walls anyway. Because it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's unique. That's, that I, that's literally the word that I can say. And that's when I describe like the process of me getting my tattoo at your shop. And, uh, they're just like, that is, they're just like, I've never heard that before. I was like, I know it's the <coughs> dopest thing. Ever. I was like, we went and got like dinner at a food truck afterwards. Yeah. Like, you know, I, was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, I was like, it's unlike any experience I ever had before. Uh, I, uh, no, I, I've been happy with everybody I've gotten to tattoo over all these last, like, three years. It's been, I feel like I, I tattoo people who want to come and get tattooed by me, and then people who are just, like, open enough to be like, I'm going to try to do this thing. I don't even know what to expect. Right. But, yeah, I mean, 2021, it's a new year. We all get to start grinding a little different figure out what this world's going to be now right we will uh we will definitely <laughs> we will definitely see what is in store for all of us for all of us in the world out there in 2021 and i know definitely i'm in store for another tattoo and i, I know i uh sent you some some ideas about it it's just and it's what 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 is defining to me is I get. I've never been more excited to get tattoos because I know the process. And yeah. are you, so I know you said you changed it. Are you still doing the same thing now? I got. I got a method now that is working in the sense of like it figured this one thing out because I had to start working remotely for North Carolina right. designing stuff. But I can't talk about it. Like I never tell anybody the current method out loud. Right. Because I kind of save it to myself. Like I've never told anybody the method before. But the method I got now, it it kind of is one of these things where it's the same that I was doing. But I figured out this one little way of doing it. This little tweak. Mm-hmm. But if I show it to you, if you've gotten it the other way, you're going to be like, oh, I see what you did. Right, right, But right. it's like, yeah, but I'm not talking that process yet. No, you're cool. That's cool, man. <laughs> Once wow. I figure out the next one, I'll share that one. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it then. I'm excited for it then. It's going to be awesome. And and uh, how much time you got left? You got? Oh, I probably got a dip soon. Okay. What, what are we at? Uh, almost one thirty. Okay, uh, we'll just go ahead and close it out. But yeah, uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. We yeah, really no do. It's, it's been a good time. Uh, you can check Taryn out. Taryn is, I know you fluctuate between Bloomington and uh, Durham, North Carolina. So you can check Taryn out on I Am Indiana on Instagram. And then, Oh, it's I'm from Indiana. Oh, sorry. I'm from Indiana. My bad. I fucked all that up. So I'm from Indiana on Instagram. Please go check out his work. It's fucking awesome. If you were around Durham, North Carolina at Critter Swamp Tattoo, or if you're in Bloomington, it's Cryberries Electric Tattooing. Um, you can't get any better than this, everybody. This is a completely different experience. If you want to be a daredevil with your body, and if you want a good-looking tattoo, definitely go to Taryn. Do you got anything to promote? Do you want to say anything to anybody? Um, just be on the lookout for this series. And I'm 
printing off uh, posters or uh, I'm printing out prints when um, I'm working on this. So if you contact me, you can get one shipped to you if you want. It's like, you know, 30 bucks for like a sheet. But um, and then I typically throw in like a little freebie in with it. But uh, yeah, just like check me out on Instagram and uh, you can see me and my dog and my artwork. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so thank you so much again, man. Go check him out on Instagram. And as always, everybody, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Ryan, close this out. Will do. Appreciate you guys so much. Go ahead and give us a rate and review. Five stars, please. That's all we accept on whatever platform you listen to. Uh, but we love you guys. Of course, we couldn't do the show without you. Remember, always wash your hands and wash your motherfucking ass because you stinky. Let's go. All right, everybody. Go and get some of that black currant uh, milkshake IPA from... Brewdog Brewing, um, that is in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Go and get some today. Go check out all their beers. And remember, drink a good beer, read a good book, get a fucking kick-ass tattoo, stay hard, milk that motherfucker. Stay hard? Yeah. <laughs> what? All right. Milk that motherfucking pig, everybody. Peace. We out.